No one's 18, 19. Everybody's getting a job. They're getting into the eight-hour-a-day grind. Everybody's doing it. You know, you're either a chemist, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a shipping clerk, you're a filmmaker, you're a cameraman. You're doing some dumb thing over and over and over again. You get caught into the stricture of what you're supposed to be and you have no other choice. You're finally molded and molded into what you're supposed to be. I didn't like this. You know what, initially I thought I would create an intro, you know, something that will determine exactly who I am and if you do hear me that you'll know that this is um, Bass that's speaking and this is the podcast that you guys are listening to. But... Um, to be honest, I got nothing at the moment, so we'll see how it goes in the future. But for now, I'm, I'm just going to see this through, see how far we can take this. Um, I have no intention of making this for money. Well, not the intention; it wasn't to begin to make for money. But, um, but yeah, we're here, guys. This is the first podcast ever. I guess a little intro is why I started this and what is the name now the name is the relatable source um, what is it uh, basically came through an idea of when I told my friends that I wanted to create a podcast um, they asked me what are you going to talk about now I've heard other podcasts that are very very linked to something that's very specific it could be business it could be motivational it could be um, comedic uh, stories whatever um, but I figured I really didn't want to limit myself to that one structure to talk about or one topic to talk about. Um, I feel like if it's not myself or the people that I want to bring into this podcast, I want to have a majority of different topics to speak about, have different opinions. Um, It's not for the sake of being motivational or anything like that. I fucking hate those people, trust me. Um, Someone telling you exactly a six-step process on um, creating success uh, for business and, and so forth and you have no idea what they're talking about because they're already rich and they're just talking out of their ass to sell you a subscription that you will um, continue buying and buying and buying and you will still remain in that same place if not you might create or make some money or it might um, give you uh, an insight to making it by the same at the end of the day it's Honestly, it's pointless. Uh, everyone's different. Everyone's different with their sort of thinking, but that is essentially it. Everyone is different. Past, present, and future. The the interesting thing is that I try to research um, when I'm coming up with different topics is that we're all connected somehow. You know, um, exactly when I pitched this idea to my friends and they all said what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about everything. The main thing I wanted to gain from this is. Um, knowledge to be honest like if it's not myself giving you insight I want you know you guys to provide insight for me you know the people that are bringing back different opinions um, it's something that they value and something that I want to take in Um, it could be through my thinking pattern but um, you know to sell myself my name is Bass Um, actually my full village name um, I'm actually a Syrian not Syrian a Syrian, Um, technically Chaldean, but I don't want to cause a riot with that. But at the same time, my actual full name is Sam Chabel Toma Yusuf Chamun Wad 
Yunnan Selim. I'm practically the acorn of my community. So typically I did not start this to make more income. I mean, it would be nice and a bonus, but ideally at the end of the day, all I ask, and this is the one thing that's essentially the main part of making this podcast, all I ask is that if you find something that you can relate to, something that will put value into your life or um, fuck it, something that you will disagree with or you don't like, but still want to stick in and find out a bit more, tell a friend, you know, tell a friend, a group of friends, um, or give this podcast a rating to wherever you're listening to it from. So it could be Spotify, iTunes. I have no clue on where I want to put it these days, but I'm still researching on this. And um, again, this is my first time. So uh, the next time you're having a conversation with the boys or the girls or colleagues or anyone in general, um, give me a plug. You know, tell me about, uh, tell them about this podcast or even yet suggest some topics that you would love for me to talk about. Um, and if it's not just myself, I'm planning to have guests into this podcast and, and not just, you know, those that will give generic opinions or, you know, I want, I want them to really think about it. I wanted them to, um, you know, if they want to say something controversial, uh, it's typically on them. It's typically on myself. What I want is um, just pure, relatable things being mentioned by the same time things that can be acquired and put into knowledge um but yeah if you uh you know i guess uh like i said i'll I'll be bringing in guests that are linked with the topics that will be introduced some of you may know them some of you won't but you will get to know them um but i guess uh needless to say let's start on the first thing that i wanted to talk about now Deciding on what to talk about first was pretty easy, to be honest. Um, I've got something that is almost always used in most conversations that I have had with people, and it's always been thrown out um, and created it in a little sentence. Is technology helping or hindering our performance? Now, mainly I saw I saw a Banksy painting now if you guys don't know who Banksy is it's some painter that no one knows exactly what they look like or he, who he or she looks like um I'm pretty sure it's a he because he did a, a little act um he tried to put his painting in um this gallery that's widely known and it was um, publicized on tv and at, while someone was purchasing it the painting actually shred this guy actually decided to create a little device within the painting, inside the painting that no one knew of. Mind you, this, they barely see this guy. Very, 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 very little people know him. Probably two or three of his friends know him, but this guy is very controversial. He created this device, it's more, almost like a shredder, inside the actual painting. So when someone did decide to purchase it, they were setting it up in this gallery where he had all these rich people that loved to purchase paintings, but this guy, actually put a shredder so as soon as it started being auctioned off or purchased i can't remember what the idea was but when it was purchased it shred um so you know it tells you that this guy does not give two flying birds about what he's doing um but at the same time he wants to spread that message yeah i saw this painting of a couple actually and and one of them was one of them being those two couples were kissing but while they were kissing, one was looking at their phone and the other was looking at their phone over their shoulders. Um, another one was this kid. Now, this kid 
looked about 12 years old. Um, he was in the playground and whatnot, but he wasn't playing. He was just on his phone that his parents bought him, an iPhone to be exact. Um, a 12-year-old kid with an iPhone. Now, I, I, I can just remember my first phone was, was a Nokia. You know, those brick Nokias that literally were known to be indestructible. You put them on the floor, it damages the floor. Um, but anyways, this kid had this phone and his parents were right next to him and they had this big DSLR camera and they were taking a picture as if it was a memory for the kid being on his phone. Um, surely the world was not so interesting at this point. It seems like nothing of historic significance occurred in the world, but everyone on their tech devices were being put in place. But what's everyone looking for if they keep looking at their phones? Now, ideally, look, people use their phones everywhere. And that is the main topic. I don't want to talk about different devices. It's mainly the smartphones. People use their phones and mainly my career, um, I come from a marketing background and my career comes from basically being on my phone, keeping up with trends. Um, sometimes I love it. Sometimes it fucking irritates me because I, like, I just want to put my phone down and just relax, be a human for about five minutes or so. Now, like I said, people use their phones anywhere. In, in elevators, for instance, with, even with, without network, they just use it to check their photos or edit their photos. They really don't need internet. I've seen people miss their flaws while going into the elevator because they were replying to a text or miss a turn in traffic. That was me. That, that, that must have been me, to be honest. Like, I, I, I came across that and, and it's, look, it's become the norm to use smartphones if people wait at banks, stations, or even at Maccas. Um, for those that are foreign, that are listening to this, Maccas is our way of saying McDonald's. Now, it's funny, people secretly enjoy waiting now, and they are slower in responding to their names, or when someone speaks to them, or to, you know, like I said, oncoming traffic. Now, get this, it actually blew my fucking mind when I read this. Each phone today, Every phone that you're using at the moment, the phone that you, you probably listen to this podcast, which again, thank you so much for that. Um, any phone, any phone, any smartphone that's around these days has a thousand times more processing power than the commuter, computers that guided the astronauts to the moon. For most people today, technology means the iPhone or if it can give a big shout out to my phone, um, the, the Google Pixel. So... Technology should have helped us colonize Mars and probably two other planets by now. But, and, and that's, that's where the, the question comes from, that is it actually helping us grow? Um, having that much processing power than, of that back then that led about three people to the moon, walking on the moon. Look, it could be a conspiracy theory, but I don't want to get too much into that. Probably a next ep- uh, podcast, why not? I might touch base on that, but... At the same time, when you think about it, your smartphone right now has a thousand times more processing power than that. That's fucking powerful. So you would assume that would have taken over more planets or even like a bit more than what we do have now. But again, it's what happened? Like, where did we miss? Did we miss a step or something? There's this test that happened in the 1930s by a psychologist at Harvard University. Now, he made a box, could be out of cardboard, 
uh, and put a hungry rat inside it. The box had a little lever, um, and as the rat moved about, it bumped into the lever, and a food pallet dropped for the rat to eat. After being placed in the box a few times, the rat went straight for the lever, because he knew, if I go straight to the lever, I'll get that food, and I won't, I'll go from hungry to satisfied. You know, the behavior led to a positive reward. Now, the psychologist noticed that once the rat figured the pattern out, it pushed the lever only when hungry. So even when it was satisfied, it for some reason it stayed. And being coming from an animal, you'd think that or vertebrae or whatever they call it, uh, I'm not too known with that. Um, it stayed there even it was when it was satisfied. I would assume that they would have just went straight to the food because you know it's survival be killed with them. So at the same time, he made some changes. When the rat pushed the lever, it sometimes got one food pallet, sometimes it got a couple, and sometimes it got none. Now, if the rat didn't know what it would get, it pushed the lever over and over again to try to change the outcome, try to bring that reward system back to him. It became psychologically hooked each time the rat wondered, what am I getting? What food am I eating? How much am I eating? Am I going to be satisfied? This became known as the principle of variable rewards. And I'm pretty sure you guys have heard it maybe in a university, high school, whatever. Um, when you do something, you, you'd rather get a reward for it. Um, and if, it's, if that reward is not food, it could be a promotion. It could be, um, you know, uh, fixing, uh, going to the gym and getting getting a good workout and finding out that you come back with a good body when we use our phones it seems that we subconsciously crave for variable rewards we go through our timelines facebook instagram twitter with a thought what am i getting we're going to go you know when we when we wake up we're going to go through our phones we're going to just go see and we're going to see what we missed out on while we were sleeping sounds fucked up doesn't it Sometimes we don't even realize that we're thinking this. This variable reward makes us refresh our feeds. Think of it like this. When you go to the fridge and you're craving a snack and you don't find anything, then you go back and look in the same fridge and get the same outcome and still get nothing. Looking in the same place that you looked probably five minutes ago and you still got nothing thinking that it might change somehow. I asked my dad um, this sort of topic because I wanted like a, a generational opinion sort of format. Um, the reason why I asked him is because up until last year, literally last year, the big man was using an old Nokia. I don't know. Uh, for him, his, his only, his only um, intention for using that phone was either answering my mom's calls calling myself or my brothers here and there or mainly just you know his friends but at the same time it's literally just to communicate which is exactly what the phone was designed to do now i told him how before all this what he would remember and he's like and mind you i'm translating this from chaldean which is a language 
Um, I don't want to go through a history lesson, but I'm hoping that you guys can Google what Chaldean is or what Assyrian is because I want to bring some light to that and I don't think the world knows enough about us, but you know, it's good because it makes us unique. Anyways, he's like, he's, he, and mind you, I removed so many swear words because this guy really fucking hates, when I say hates, he hates people that are addicted to their phones. Um, I don't know where he got it. Probably the influence is myself and my brothers. But personally, I don't want to take an attack in it because I keep saying that this is my career. You know, I look through it because I go through trends and whatnot. Whatever, right? He goes back then, he woke up. And the first thing that he thought was, what am I going to do today? He literally made a mental to-do list in his head going about his routine and getting shit done. Now think about what you do in the morning, first thing, right? If you've got a job, if you've got a day off, whatever. First thing you do, what are you going to do? You're not going to read the newspaper. And if you do, you're probably not a millennial. You're probably at an older generation. But at the same time, you're going to be reaching out for your phone, checking out your timeline and seeing what it is. Technically, it's like looking at a newspaper. But at the same time, makes you and gets you distracted for what you're going to do throughout the day. Now, I know for a fact that most of you do this. And at the same time, before smartphones, people met at places to catch up with each other. And essentially, I think we've all forgotten that aspect of our lives. Main idea is that we came across this phenomenon of having a little I guess little device that can bring us so much knowledge so much access to um, information at almost instantly almost instantly um, those that are doing exams for the HSC um, at university or whatever the amount of times that I've used my phone for a last minute thought probably every single time that I've tried it um and here's another thing. When, when people want to catch up, when they do catch up, they open reviews. Now, I've got a friend named Elvis. And of all names, this guy was gifted with the King of Rock. Elvis will not step foot in a restaurant, cafe, or pretty much anything without checking reviews. And it, sometimes it's fucking annoying. But at the same time, we go to um, pretty good places to go, to be honest. Like, by the same time, like, it's one of those things where you sit wait for 45 minutes and then they bring you out this dish that you had no idea that you ordered and it's like a little leaf and then you got to pay 45 dollars for it but it just looks aesthetically pleasing for you to take a photo and put it on your snap story or your insta story but yeah um it sort of changes the question from where should we catch up to which place has the best menu and vibe to sit in without actually just going to it and seeing it for yourself. You want to hear other people seeing it or like it, it almost takes away the trust in yourself and that you'd rather check your phone beforehand and go through it. Look, it could be a positive, it could be a negative. I just feel like we're all forgetting that human aspect of, you know, wanting to go about and thinking for ourselves. Now, I've got to say, I hate it with a passion when I'm out, regardless where, my friends. And everyone, or most of them, decide to become antisocial. And I won't lie, I do the same thing sometimes. But I hate that we've 
come to this point. Like, we're all there, we're all looking at our feeds, showing each other memes, sometimes too much. Message, messages from the girl that one of the boys got with. Snaps from a party, video photos, whatever. We even edit photos at the table where we're all there to eat and drink. Now, with all, with all saying that, like I whipped up some stats with the use and dependence on phones. I know. Not just a pretty face, I, I do my research. Which reminds me, I'll plug myself a little. If you don't know who I am or you haven't followed me yet, ah, excuse me, my Instagram is buzz95, that's B-O-O-Z 95. Or if you want, follow the actual page, The Relatable Source. Don't ask how I came up with that name. To be honest, when I came up with that name, I thought, everyone's relatable. Make it into a source. I was thinking about that Craig Mack song. Um, Flavor in your ear. Which sort of comes, you know, it came into fruition. It kind of sounds all right. But at the same time, it's me. Um, and yeah. Anyways, here are, the, here are the facts. Look at it this way, right? Social media platforms and notifications made 58%. Employees waste between two to 10 hours at work. And that was back in 2011. Now imagine now when we're using it a lot more than back then. Then you got another one is Columbia University's professor, Betsy Sparrow. She highlights how our resilience, sorry, no, our reliance on the internet for memory. It's the same as relying on the memory of a friend, family member, or coworker. We remember less through knowing information itself than by knowing where the information can be found. Um, here we got a Fairfield University study, not Fairfield, Sydney, um, which by the way, we're up in the 2165, but um, it's Fairfield and I'm assuming it's somewhere in California or in, in the States. Uh, Fairfield University study in 2003 found that taking photos reduces our memory. This extends to personal memories as constantly looking at the world through the lens of your phone. It may result in us trusting our phones to store our memories for us. Kind of like some sci-fi robotic movie that you've watched where the artificial intelligence robot has taken over. They, they can think for themselves. They are controlling you rather than you controlling them. This way we pay less attention to life itself and become worse at remembering events from our own lives. Now, heavy social media users get emotional hits with new interaction, likes, shares, whatever. They spend all their hours thinking about how to organize their lives in order to take pictures, to post on social media. Now, this made them stressed and unhappy because they were able to enjoy what they did. Remember, when you go to a concert, and this is another thing, by the way, when you go to a concert, when you go somewhere, wherever, you see about, back then when Snapchat used to allow seeing the seconds of the photo, you saw about 300 seconds of the same concert from that person standing in the same place, and you would think, why do they pay $250? They're not meeting the person, by the way. Why do they pay $250 standing in a mosh pit and just looking at it from their phones? Actually, come to think of it, 
this also reminds me of influences. You got all these influences, which by the way are making a killing. And I would know, considering I've worked with some of them. No names mentioned. But throughout all those photos that they look like, they were having the best lifestyle, drinking the best drinks or whatever, eating the best food, having that rich, rich lifestyle. But in reality, they seem like they're not really enjoying themselves. I mean, sure, the money's good. But I don't know. I've dealt with some of them that they may have over 500k followers to a million. And when I had meetings with them, I was expecting this big house that's in the photo, the fancy car, the clear skin that they preach about when they're doing all their products and so forth. And, I'm, and I hope I'm not offending anyone, but I saw one of them that was, it was basically all an act. I had to keep my cool, be professional, make sure everything was all right. But the influencer just completely looked like she was playing someone else for the sake of maintaining a career that's predominantly just pure on image, making sure that you have the right image. Um, and it just shows how image can be everything these days. Well, everyone says that actually. I feel like image can be everything any day, to be honest. Back in the past, you got people making sure they look the right fit for the specific places they went to back in the 80s. Um, sorry, let's let's talk about actually. You know what? Let's go back 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 even further. Forties, fifties, um, and I'm basically speaking on the sort of plots that I've seen in movies. They were wearing um, certain fedoras. They had to address themselves um, as they were to be addressed and make sure they looked the part. Then you go a bit further back in the eighties. Um, obviously, you had that hippie run. But at the same time, um, People just had to make sure that they were dressing in certain manner, making sure they had a particular image that they needed to um, come across to other people. And if they didn't maintain that, they fucked. Now, our, our ability to memorize and remember seems as if it's an, at an all-time low. When we face a challenge, we pick up our phones for a dose of instant glorification. In turn, it fucks us up. It fucks up our ability to focus. Likes and exposure to social media reduces self-esteem. Let's be honest. You know, you got people that are um, would say, oh, I don't care about likes, I don't care about sh shares or whatever. Why, why, do you, why are you mentioning it? At the same time, it's, it's those that are presenting those arguments that deep down, look, it's nice to get a like. It's nice to get being appreciated. It's nice to get exposure. Some people, even when they're introverted, they find it all right because they're hiding behind a screen, you know? No one sees their reactions and whatnot. I'm pretty sure their reaction comes to a positive and if it becomes a negative if they don't get what they're intended to get, right? Now, our phones allows us to share opinions, stories within moments. They make us, um, in a way, in control. But in reality, the same gadgets which makes us feel empowered have enslaved us. No wonder we touch our phones to up to 150 times a day. I don't know where I got that stat, to be honest. I was reading this article. I was meant to source some stats, but at the same time, you know, it sounds about right. Constantly, uh, probably more actually. Some people might, every two minutes, they'll, they'll probably check their phones, you know. But then again, uh, I was also researching for a solution that people have come across. 
or sort of ideology or thinking or way of thinking for them to um, come across that they personally think that this will help with people using their phones too much. And every now and then, or everyone that reads, writes an article in this manner will be talking about this word, minimalism. To regain focus, bracket, and intelligence, bracket, we must move towards minimalism. Minimalism is a lifestyle that helps people question what things add value to their lives by clearing the clutter from life's paths. We can all make room for the most important aspects of life, health, relationships, passion, growth, and contribution. Humans deep down are craftsmen or craftswomen. Uh, we find great satisfaction in creating something valuable Unless we embrace complexity, vertical progress, i.e. disruption or, or whatever, it's difficult. Technology was and is a supplement to enhance our life. When we treat it like that, it will help us. Again, coming back to the thought of does technology slow us down or does it increase us? Or in smarter terms, which I'll probably um, change the title for this podcast is technology helping or hindering our performance. Just have a think about that. You know, my main my main idea was to get out of this article was to link it back to my career. Um, coming from a marketing background, I use this on the regular. The phone that I use is pretty much everything that I would come across. It's nothing in in the ordinary that I would be on my phone and it looks like I'm bludging. Look, most of the times, actually not most of the times, no, I'll give myself some credit. I'm actually researching so much shit for the, for, the, for the careers that I have in marketing, or if it's not marketing, just business in general, to keep up with trends and lifestyles and to continue on with it. It may look like I'm bludging, but at the same time, I'm actually creating more knowledge and more power for myself. By the same time, I am definitely on my phone a lot more than I'm than what I'm supposed to be. I'm, sometimes I just want to sit back, relax, and when I'm sitting back, relaxing, I'm watching TV. If I'm not watching TV, then I have to be on a device that will lead me to watching something. It's not like I want to breathe, I want to, you know, I've got, I got friends that actually meditate. I, I can't do that. For the life of me, I'll, I'll never try to do that. Maybe, you never know, we'll see. But, anyways, um, that's my, Little two cents that I threw in there. Um, th again, thank you so much for listening. If you got a minute, share a comment on where you are listening to this. Give it a rating. If it sparked anything, rage, gratification, whatever. You know, the main idea is I want to get more insights from you guys. This is purely just what I thought would be interesting to talk about. You know, um, if you're driving around in your car and you thought, hmm, yeah, sounds about right. Or if you didn't agree with it, you know, let me know. If you've got more topics that I want that you guys want me to talk about, that's definitely up on, on the ladder. But at the same time, yeah, this has been the first podcast of the Relatable Source. Um, essentially, what I want to go across with, and it's basically what I touch point, uh, touched on at the start of this podcast um, episode was, I just want to continue bringing in topics that are relatable. You know, um, the main idea is you give different opinions and different opinions create um, 
stories. From those stories, um, we can communicate that way. And make, obviously, uh, I don't want to be corny, but knowledge is power. Fuck it. Next week, we'll talk about the meaning of life. <laughs>